This is an ABC podcast. In recognising a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. From the 1940s to the 1980s, most Americans were anti-Russia. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. They hated and feared the Soviet Union. There were exceptions, though. If a person supports organisations which reflect communist teachings or organisations labelled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. These people weren't usually Russian spies, but for the KGB, the Russian spy agency, these people were seen as potential allies or pawns. The KGB called them useful idiots and would try and convince them to help. But it wasn't just lefties being targeted. The KGB had plans for conservatives too. Try to get into large circulation established conservative media. Reach, filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles. Cynical, egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. This is a KGB defector named Yuri Bezmenov. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy or to uh, suffer from self-importance. These are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. Conservative, an intellectual, egocentric, without principles, who suffers from self-importance. I'm going to tell you the story of a man named Carter Page who ticks every one of those boxes. I'm Matt Bevan. And this is Russia If You're Listening. It's a podcast about Russia's interference in the US presidential election. Today, the mysterious man... Former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Carter, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Carter Page, former foreign policy advisor of the Trump campaign. And Carter Page joins me now. How are you, Carter? Who can't stay off TV. It's safe to say that Carter Page is an idiot. And that's not me editorialising. It's a quote. It's been said by both Russians and Republicans. And that's because Carter Page is the ultimate useful idiot. So why is Page a key figure in the investigation? The FBI says Carter Page acted as a Russian agent. He says he didn't. It's a classic he said, the FBI said situation. Both sides seem to have been able to manipulate him to do their bidding. But is Carter Page an actual idiot? I'm so unwitting, Jordan, that I don't know exactly what I don't know. Yes, you seem unwitting. But you do know that your strength is not knowing. If nobody knows what you don't know, then they'll never catch you knowing what you do know. You know? Oh, I know. I know. That's the power of unwitting. Yeah, well. Wow. Or is he a Russian spy? And if so, how the hell did he get a job on the Trump campaign? American counterintelligence, the guys paid to hunt down foreign spies, have been looking at Carter Page's links to Russia for a very long time. He first popped up on the FBI's radar back in 2013. Are you in a 2013 mood? Pope Benedict XVI is resigning. Mr Snowden is under indictment. The government of Australia has changed. Well, back then, the FBI were tracking a Russian spy ring operating in the US. An undercover FBI agent gave the Russian spies a binder full of secret government documents, which they dutifully took back to their hideout for examination. Only, the documents weren't actually that important, and the binder was full of microphones. 
The Russian spies did not know about those microphones. In one of the recorded candid conversations, they talk about a guy they're trying to turn into an intelligence asset. Carter Page wrote that he is sorry. He went to Moscow and forgot to check his inbox. But he wants to meet when he gets back. I think he's an idiot and forgot who I am. Plus, he writes to me in Russia to practice the language. He flies to Moscow more often than I do. They then say he's become involved with a Russian gas company and... It's obvious that he wants to earn lots of money. Carter Page spoke to these Russian spies for about six months and the FBI knew about it. They even sat him down for a little chat in which he admitted that he had been in touch with some Russians. But it didn't worry Carter Page. Two months after he met with the feds, he was touting himself as an informal advisor to the staff of the Kremlin. Anyway, after that brief moment of excitement, Carter Page faded back into anonymity, although the FBI did tap his phones for a little while after they met with him. Until, in 2016, the then-Republican nominee for President Donald Trump surprisingly announced Carter Page was a member of his foreign policy advisory team. Carter Page, PhD. It still baffles people that this guy got a job with Donald Trump. At least George Papadopoulos, who we met last episode, previously had a job with Ben Carson. Sam Nunberg, who used to work for Trump until he was fired, says no one with the proper foreign policy experience would work for the campaign, so they were happy with whoever they could get. I think that Carter Page is a weird dude. I don't think he should have been involved in that campaign. Then, emails start showing up online that have been stolen from the Democratic Party. The FBI thought this was all pretty weird. So they decided to send an asset or an informant, someone who helps them out on a more informal basis, to meet with George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Now, this is a big deal. Back in 2013, when the FBI came knocking, Carter Page was just a man talking to Russian spies. In 2016, the FBI investigation was a lot more serious because now they were secretly investigating a member of Donald Trump's presidential campaign. The FBI informant became Carter Page's new BFF. When someone is an informant, they don't just go up to someone and say, hey, uh, I want to plant information uh, on you or find out what you have. You, you try to win someone's trust over. I never felt groomed. The two met on and off for about a year. Did he approach you first? Did you approach him? How did you first start speaking? I, see, I don't even recall. We, were, we spent oh. a couple days together and, you know... A couple was... days together? The FBI informant was trying to work out what exactly Papadopoulos and Page were up to. Are they useful idiots or full-blown spies? Or are they just people who keep showing up in the wrong place at the wrong time? You don't know who mentioned the Russia collusion issue first. I, I can't even remember. You know, I, I think Russia was in the news, and I think, you know, a lot of politics sort of revolves around various news events. And so, you know, these various stories came up. The informant may also have been interested in why Carter Page, who, remember, is now working on the Trump campaign, had started visiting Moscow. You did get the green light from the campaign to go on that trip. They said, if you want to go on your own, we're, we're fine with that. This is a pretty odd thing for any campaign advisor to do. Did you brief anyone on the campaign when you got back? I may have mentioned just a few sort of, you know, things I heard, but nothing, nothing serious at all. Yeah. Well, people keep using these terms like serious or official, like you're, but you told them what, what you did and who you talked to. 
What I said is that there's a lot of positive feedback in, in general on the street. Uh -huh. The average person is really excited about, about Donald Trump. I think in in just in general about, you know, future possibilities. Why is that of any interest to the Trump campaign? Who cares what the man on the street in Moscow thinks? I don't know. I had no meetings, no serious discussions with anyone high up or at any, you know, official capacity. Didn't meet with anyone high up. Carter Page has since admitted that he met with one of Russia's deputy prime ministers. And if they weren't talking about anything serious, well, what did they talk about instead? Polar bear tagging? And as for whether he briefed the Trump campaign on what he was doing... Were you guys on email chains together, you and Papadopoulos? Look, I, we're, there's a lot of emails all over the place right. when you're in, uh, in a campaign. Right, but yes or no, like, were you in email chains with Papadopoulos? Uh, probably a few, yeah. Were you in email chains with him about Russia? It may have come up from time to time. Again, you know, there's nothing, nothing major, yeah. It's really no surprise that the FBI continued to be suspicious about him. So they applied for a special warrant to tap his communications again. It's really not easy to get one of these warrants. Authorities have to provide enough evidence to a judge that there is reasonable suspicion that a person could be a foreign agent. And the fact that they had evidence of that is pretty noteworthy in itself. The FBI would argue that they were trying to protect Donald Trump. Was the FBI spying on Trump's campaign? Uh, I, uh, no, he, they were not. Former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper says they were watching Russians. Trying to understand, were the Russians infiltrating, trying to gain access, trying to gain leverage and influence? So which, why doesn't he like what they do. So why doesn't he like that? He should be happy that Well, he should doing. be. So they got a warrant, and for nine months, the FBI listened in. And in those nine months, Carter Page only got shiftier. Here's former Trump aide Sam Nunberg again. You asked me about communications with Carter Page. Do you think I would communicate with Carter Page? I'm Carter guessing... Carter Page is a scumbag. Okay, so the answer is no. You would not communicate with Carter Page. <laughs> so, so the answer is no, and Carter Page was colluding with the Russians. Meanwhile, Carter Page kept on changing his story over and over again about what his job was and who he met with. And he started painting himself as a victim. And frankly, I've been falsely accused myself. And I, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in terms of, you know, as further details come out. News about Page's Russian links, visits to Moscow, love of Russian energy and loathing of Russian sanctions eventually made it out into the world via the press. It did not go down well with the Trump administration. Well, I've, I have not spoken with him at all, In fact, meaning he's not part of our national security or foreign policy briefings that we do now at all, certainly not since I've become campaign manager. Carter Page was off Donald Trump's staff before he was elected president. You never met Carter Page, right? No, no. Here's former Trump aide Jason Miller talking to CNN's Anderson Cooper. Carter Page never met President Trump. He never spoke with President Trump. So it was reported that some Russian operative at one point spoke with Carter Page and effectively determined that he was too stupid. Right, they called him an idiot. Right, they called right. him an idiot to go and try to right. turn. Well, but so plenty then, of idiots are compromised by, you know, uh, intelligence services all the time. I but mean, it, useful, they're useful idiots. <laughs> but he's not even a useful idiot. He's just a plain idiot. Team Trump's argument now is that anything Carter Page did that was shifty, he did on his own, without any contact with the big bosses. That is possible. But if he was acting alone, then a whole lot of stuff that's happened in the last year or so makes no sense. Donald Trump 
has two separate teams defending him from the Russia investigation. One is his legal team and the other is his political defence team. This team is much larger and made up of Fox News, his White House aides and Republican politicians who are supportive of him. His political defence team has been working for over a year trying to undermine public confidence in the FBI and Robert Mueller. Mueller's team is corrupt, starting with him, and it has been from the beginning. And here's where Carter Page, the so-called idiot, is proving useful once again. A huge number of stories about the FBI's supposed corruption centre on their surveillance of Carter Page. The reputation of the FBI is, it's tarnished. Do you remember that FBI informant? Do you remember those phone taps? I think that there is deep concern that the FBI may have been used in a political way. Well, Trump's supporters say that the FBI abused its power by monitoring Page's communications and keeping tabs on him while he was travelling overseas. Is the integrity of the agency in question then now? Of course it is. The FBI would argue that this doesn't make any sense because they didn't tell anyone about the investigation until after the election. And this is kind of what Hillary Clinton is so mad at the former FBI director James Comey about. But nevertheless, Team Trump keep making this argument. So this time, Carter Page isn't being useful to Russian spies. He's proven useful to the Trump administration's efforts to discredit and confuse Robert Mueller's investigation. Oh, and one more thing. The Trump administration is really mad about how the FBI treated their useful idiot. I don't agree with Carter Page on very much, but the guy shouldn't have his emails uh, or phone calls listened to and eavesdropped into. Our republic is in jeopardy if we allow this type of a palace coup environment to continue to persist. You're not allowed to do that in America. Mm -hmm. That's illegal. But if he had nothing to do with Trump's campaign at all, why does he care that the FBI was interested in Carter Page? Coming up next week. The man behind the allegations no one saw coming. A former senior intelligence officer called Christopher Steele, the author of the infamous Trump Russia dossier. The bedroom is very long. It's very long. You could be you could definitely be out of what we call at SeaWorld the splash zone. <laughs> but there's so much more to it than that. The story of the Steele dossier and the strange history of the man behind it. Is Christopher Steele a credible Russia expert? And how likely is it that what's in the dossier ever took place? That's next on Russia If You're Listening. Listening.